From activism to entertainment, health to nightlife, profiles and courage to travel, and so much more. This is the Jeff Hawker Show, LGBTQ news and lifestyle conversation for the Coachella Valley region. Here's Jeff Hawker. Welcome to the Jeff Hawker Show. We're so pleased to have you with us today. Thanks to John McMullen for being our producer. And we've got another terrific show. One of the things that's great about having a radio show is you have people on that you know, but you don't find out everything about them until you see their bio. And it's just so great to see kind of an in-depth summary of somebody's life. And then you get to, you know, kind of tease them about a little bit. (laughs) Our first guest on the show today is a long-term friend of mine and business associate. Her name is Kathleen Bennett. She is the founder and principal of Resort Marketing. How are you doing? Hello, Jeff. I'm doing fabulous. Thanks for having me on the show. Are you in Palm Springs today or are you at the coast? No, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm in Palm Springs, yes. Because I know you love going over to Orange County and hanging out at the beach. (laughs) Absolutely. So I, as I was reading your bio, um, I one thing really stuck out to me is that you were born in Western Pennsylvania and raised as a coal miner's daughter. Tell, tell us about Correct. your upbringing. Well, um, my dad, um, when he came home from the service and before he married my mother, there were no jobs. So the only thing available in Crabtree in Western Pennsylvania um, was a coal miner job and that's what he did and then he married my mom and we moved to um, Clarksville and and lived in GI town meaning government housing and uh, my uncle Al lived down in town because he was wealthier than we were and my dad um, every day loaded up his truck with all the workers that were going out over to the this was a different coal mine now and um went to work and that's that's what i remember you know my dad and the hard the hardship all of that was and um you know i'm very humble about my upbringing um and i'm very grateful that i had uh, amazing parents you know but that was a very hard life yeah i can imagine you also are of italian descent and that has influenced you a lot in your life especially in your later life when you've gotten to meet some of your relatives from in italy that's absolutely right my cousin and i took a journey three and a half years ago and with all the research and hiring um a guide that was um introduced to us from Vincenzo Lodato, who used to live here. He's now back in Italy uh, working for the Fashion Institute. Um, he introduced us to Anna Maria Carrere, and um, we we bonded with her, had Skype calls. We planned the trip for nine months, and then Doris, I did all the trip planning, and she did the ancestry, and Anna Maria took us to um, where our ancestors are from, meaning the great-grandparents, and our grandparents, and uh, to Rosetto degli Abruzzi in the Teramo region of Italy across the mountain chain over to the Adriatic Sea. And um, going to the municipality, meeting with them, we actually absolutely found the whole tree of the the great-grandparents, and um, one name came out that... um, 
we did not know at first that it was a family member, but um, after more research and um, we found out that Luciano Lamelinara is uh, my cousin, our cousin, and we, um, Anna Maria called them. They don't speak English. They speak Italian, and we ended up meeting with them, and oh, it just was amazing, Jeff. I really, I mean, it's Well, just, what a um, beautiful part of the planet, too. Yes, it's. I can't wait to go back next year, and it is absolutely stunning. And Rosetto means roses, and I found a hotel on the beach named the Roses Hotel, and it was a uh, you you would go out of the hotel, make a left, and get go right onto the beach and the you know the sea right there. And so we did a lot of exploring back there, trying to find more family, trying to you know do all sorts of things to just get the ball rolling. And um, so it's uh, after I did my ancestry, I'm now getting matches and finding people that are related and it's very exciting and I'm, I'm really interested in all that <laughs> well and you've always been a foodie so this was a perfect parlay into really what how you've spent your life absolutely absolutely and you know the food over there is is true italian uh, you know um it's not americanized obviously and they you know they're beef they don't they don't do any you know, they raise the beef and it's, there's no, nothing, you know, hormones hormones, or anything. Yeah. Yeah, Nothing put in and it just tastes amazing. And, um, I have North, that's Northern, I have Northern Italy. Then my, my mother's father was from Naples. He was Napolitan. So that's where the Johnny cost is. Johnny was from Naples and the Island of Ishka. So, but, there are no really meatballs in Italy. Um, you will find them when you get to Rome, but that's that's something that kind of was created a long time, you know, like years and years later. Well, and the food of it Naples is. is very unique. Yes. I have not been yet, but that's on the next trip. You know, this, uh, uh, you know, but I just connected on LinkedIn with a private chef that does dinners and his name is Francisco. And, um, he and a, another partner have a villa in the Hills of Tuscany and they invited me to well, come and, and stay me. for you. I, I can bring somebody <laughs> complimentary. Uh, let's complimentary. go. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeff, I mean, I gotta find somebody to go with me next year because okay. Doris won't be able to make it next year. So, uh, uh, and the, and uh, he just extended that to me for being so gracious to him and nice. And I told him my whole history. And uh, anyways, um, connections, right? Yeah. I mean, it, that's one of the things that you've always been known for is making these great connections. And, and I'm sure that was just beyond when you started making these connections over there. And because you tell us a story, because you you have one really unique story where all of a sudden you met somebody and you had no idea that they were a relative. Now, where, which, okay, uh, enlighten me on the well, story was, a little bit. Oh, uh, I was trying to, <laughs> never I, mind. No, I'm just trying to, no, no, <laughs> there no. There was I a mean, couple I, stories I, that you had where uh, you, you went over there and then all of a sudden the doors were opening and you're like, wow, that they're a relative and because I think the communities are so much more tight knit. It's not like in yes, America yes, where, yes. you know, we grow up and then we move away from our whole family. 
Right. So that was actually the story. I, I kind of shortened it. But so when we when we went to the municipality and found the names, we we knew Uncle Roberto and Domenico, my grandfather, were the only two that came to the United States. Everybody else remained in Italy. And there was another son, uh, McKaylee, and then three uh, uh, three daughters they, that the great-grandparents had. So McKaylee had a son named Vincenzo, and then Luciano was his son. So speaking to a, a historian that we found in town, this is all like we're like roaming around trying to find family. He said, oh, I know Jenny at the municipality. I'm going to call her. And then she said he told he told her that they were meeting with us, and um, he said she said, "Oh, tell them Luciano is related to them." And how we found Luciano was through a phone book I got from Crabtree. There's a an Italian store in Crabtree called Rizzo's, and their family were are from the same region, and they knew my great my grandparents. So they were all friends, and so um, their son gave me this phone book with 10 names of, uh, 12 names, I think it was, of Lama Linares, and I gave them all to Anna Maria, and she started calling them. So when we found out that Luciano was related, she called him, and he said he could not believe it, so they invited us over to their house. Uh, It was our last night in Rosetto, and... um, they it just you know we we brought all the photos out of the great grandparents my dad everybody and it just confirmed that they were related i mean it it was hands down we're related and they their son was there who speaks english so um that that was and and i'm still in contact with them today i skype about every two months with them two to three months we skype and um, they set the time up. It's usually evening for them and morning for me. It it it, it it's so it's, amazing. Yeah, it's so fascinating. I mean, That's why I wanted you to. Sh- I wanted you to share that story because it kind of is embodies who you are as a person and how you are always making these connections with all these different people. Now what we're here to talk about today is that you've just celebrated 25 years as the founder and principal of resort marketing, which is in itself is unbelievable. I mean, in this day and age to have your own business for that long is amazing. It is Jeff. I mean, 25 years ago, I had this dream, you know, I worked in hotels and had some other things I did when my kids were growing up. I worked in the school district. I coached, you know, volleyball, basketball. I've always been involved in the community. I was president of the uh, Firemen's Association. I sat on all these boards, HSMAI board, um, international board for 14 years. I traveled all over. But I had this dream and then I did open my own business to help small businesses like the hotels that couldn't have a, a director of marketing. You know, they didn't even have a sales manager. And um, and uh, I, I researched it. I checked it within the community. I checked with my colleagues, my family, you know, the, threw the idea out and it was born, you know, and um I have to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful, thankful, and blessed to have worked with so many diverse clients, and I continue to remain in touch uh, throughout my years, you know, um, throughout the 25 years, and I 
continue to re- remain in touch with most. Um, and it is a lot longer than a lot of businesses have, uh, you know, have been around. So I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed. Well, and I've known you for about 21 years when I worked yes. for the Palm Springs Bureau of Tourism. We used to go to these sales missions and, you know, promote Palm Springs and all the great things there is to do. You promoting the hotels, you promoting some of the restaurants and, you know, me just overall promoting Palm Springs. And it was just a a brilliant time because I think, you know, some of the people like yourself and I were some of the people that made Palm Springs flourish today. We set we set the groundwork for bringing in the airlines, you know, uh, educating the, you know, um, the tour operators and the travel agents on WestJet Mm -hmm. on how to sell Palm Springs. I mean, those were all really great groundbreaking things that we did back then. I totally agree, Jeff. And another thing, you know, sitting on the Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International Board, a couple of my colleagues would say, uh, you know, Kathleen has uh, the pulse on Palm Springs. Everywhere she goes, she is promoting Palm Springs, no matter where we are. Indeed. We're talking with Kathleen Bennett. She is the founder and principal of Resort Marketing. Her website is resortmktg.com, resortmarketing.com. You're listening to The Jeff Hawker Show on iHub Radio. When we come back, we'll find out more about what's going on with Kathleen Bennett. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer. The Jeff Hawker Show, casting a brilliant rainbow of diversity on iHub Radio. Now, here's Jeff. We are talking with Kathleen Bennett. She is the founder and principal of Resort Marketing. One of the things that I've always enjoyed working with you is that you you are considered like a straight ally in the gay community here in Palm Springs. I mean, you work with a lot of different clients and, you know, as we know back then when we first, you know, were going and doing these sales and marketing missions that we had to appeal to a wide spectrum of different audiences. You know, we were the LGBTQ marketplace, the wedding market, you know, it it was just really important that we just brought in different factions that would enjoy Palm Springs. Absolutely. Yeah, that definitely resonates with what we did, Jeff. And for me too, uh, being involved uh, in a lot of the different, um, you know, desert AIDS project, um, AIDS assistance project, um, more, you know, many more, but um, it, uh, it is, um, it is part of what I want to do and continue doing working in that, in that sector. Well, and, and here in the Coachella Valley, philanthropy is really what drives business here. I mean, all the way down the the road is, you know, events 
and you know all of the different large-scale events that we have um, that you know the BMP Paribas the you know evening under the stars all the different events right. are the ones that drive business and you've been such a great um, asset to kind of put things together I mean one of the things that you've worked a lot on which you're a very avid golfer is working on golf tournaments correct correct yeah yeah that uh, founding the um the clubs for kids um charity golf tournament that uh, benefits the uh, Palm Springs Boys and Girls Club is very dear to my heart. I mean, that, I think it's 10 years old already. I know mean, we didn't have it last year, but I hope that um, in the future that we can continue. Um, and uh, the club is very dear, near and dear to my heart. I've sponsored um, I've sponsored students there. I've, I mean, I donate still there. You know, I mean, it's just... Um, it's just one of the charities that um, that um, I want to be involved with because of because of the kids. Very passionate about kids. Yeah. Well, you have a pretty big extended family. I mean, you've got grandkids, and do you have any great grandkids yet? Not yet. <laughs> of course, our oldest grandson's twenty seven, so we'll see. Yeah, Maybe not too long. <laughs> you know, but they're all. Um, you know, um, most of them are, uh, they're, they're, they're a success in themselves, you know, and that's another proud moment that I have with, um, with what they're all doing in their lives too. So, uh, very blessed. Now two, and, two of the restaurant clients that you work with here in town is, uh, Johannes, which is yes. at the corner of Arenas and Indian. Their website is johannespalmsprings.com, which I always say is one of my favorite restaurants in Palm Springs. Yeah, mine too. Not because I work with them, but just Chef Johannes is, um, he's top of the line. He really is. He's and amazing. He's so inspired in his cooking and the way he pairs yes. flavors together. Yes, yes. And that's his upbringing, his roots. He is a creative, eclectic chef. He's very creative. Very. Yeah, and you know... Uh, have you heard anything as far as, you know, he's one of the restaurants that has a parklet out next to his restaurant. Have you yeah. heard anything from the city how long they're going to allow restaurants to have those, even if we fully well, open? Right. We're we're trying to find that out, Jeff. He's working with the city now. No one's no one's giving any answers. And he did spend quite a bit of money on his. And it, it is one of the best in town. It is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Really and, is. you know, you can sit there and look at the the mountains and watch the sunset and it's, it's fabulous. And it really is. And, and one of the, one of the other clients that you work with that you touched on um, is Johnny Costas and their website is Johnny Costas, com, which also, I mean, you represent two really amazing restaurants. They're, they're very inspired as well. Thank you. Yes. And, you know, Johnny, um, uh, Johnny was an inspiration uh, to me and the family, and I am very close to them. They are just like my family. I mean, they they really are. And, uh, you know, it was hard when, when Johnny passed away, and uh, I think they're still yeah. struggling with it. And uh, they're still struggling with this whole, you know, open, close, open, close. And they stayed actually closed from March and never did not open up until um, October 1st. And then, of course, to get shut down back 
shut down again. So, uh, but tonight they are opening for indoors and the patio. And uh, we did work with the city to get them. Um, they didn't build a parklet, but they got um, seating out by the curb. And we have fire pits out there. It's very, it's very lovely. And they're going again. The mountains are right there. So, um, you know, they're just happy to be open at twenty five percent. Aren't we all? <laughs> yes. It's everybody. nice to be I mean, able I'm, to go to restaurants again. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I'm tired I of cooking. You, Jeff. We, <laughs> we, I know, me too. And we, you and I talked about going out to Johannes, so we're due. <laughs> we will make that a date. So yeah, great to have yeah. you on the show today, Kathleen Bennett, founder and principal of Resort Marketing. Oh. We, will, we will definitely make it a date at Johannes. Yeah, thank you. My it, pleasure, Jeff, and thanks again for always um, supporting me. My pleasure. Her website thanks, again thanks. is resortmktg.com. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Winston Gazeki from the Desert Sun. Live from Palm Springs, the Desert City's A to Z on LGBTQ. This is the Jeff Hawker Show on iHub Radio. Welcome back. Coming to the microphone now is our good friend, Winston Gazeki. Did I say that right? Gizika. Oh, that's right. Gizika. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just like it, just like it looks. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? You were born and raised in normal. I like that normal Illinois. Um, but what, what is your um, ethnic background that you have that last name? As far as, as far as we know, I'm a hundred percent German. Everybody on both sides of my family came from Germany. Oh wow. So yeah. a, a lot, a lot of Germans, Bavarians, Swedes, and all that live in that area, Indiana, Illinois. I was so surprised well, my, when, when I went to Chicago for dad, the first time. My dad's family actually came from a village in Germany called Schaumburg, and they ended up in a Chicago suburb called Schaumburg. And we don't know if they named the town or if they went there because it was familiar, or ba- or maybe both. Yeah, there are a lot of streets around the Chicago area named after family members, so it could be. It, it, I always find it interesting. It, well, and your bio is sort of written tongue in cheek. It, it also it kind of reads like a, a little mini novel, but I pulled out some really great parts of it. Is you were uh, you went to the University of Iowa's prestigious journalism school, and then no, I did oh, you not. Were, that's I right, did you not were get accepted there. That's right, you were denied entrance. I was yes, and so then you were inspired by the village people, so you came to Los Angeles. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's right. So, so three years later, then you graduated from the California State University Northridge. 
in degree in screenwriting. I mean, t- yeah. th- that's one thing that, you know, people don't know about you is that you've got this really great experience writing books, doing screenplays. Tell us a little bit about some of the things, projects you worked on. Well, I started out as a TV writer and I, I never had great success, but I did, I did work as a staff writer on a few shows. Uh, one of them was called Hollywood Off-Ramp, which was the E-Channel's only fictional show. Uh, I also worked on a show called Wildfire, which was about a girl and her horse for the um, uh, Disney Family Channel. And I wrote a cable movie that starred Tom Arnold, so you know it's good. <laughs> it's got to be great. Uh, Tom Arnold and Joey Lawrence, Romantic mm-hmm. Comedy 101. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then you also... Um, you're you're a pianist and you're also a singer. I mean, yeah, that's pretty cool. You're you're yeah, like multi talented. Sort of, well, music and writing, I think, kind of go together. There's something rhythmic about writing, just as there is about singing. So I think that's sort of a natural progression. And I, I, I was really impressed that you entered a contest to sing the national anthem. <laughs> at the Dodgers game and you won and then were invited back. Yeah. yeah they asked me to come back, uh, one time. And, um, it was actually one of my first dates with, uh, my husband. And, uh, I said, Hey, do you want to go to a Dodger game? And he knew me well enough to know that I wasn't into sports. And he's like, why a Dodger game? And I said, Oh, cause I'm singing the national anthem. Uh, so yeah, that was one of our first dates and it was pretty cool. So what did you have to do to enter the competition? I was working at Fox, and uh, Fox at the time was owned by Rupert Murdoch, who also owned the Dodgers at the time. And so they thought it would be good cross-promotion. And so at the Fox commissary at lunchtime, any Fox employee who wanted to try out for this could come and, you know, do a few bars a cappella, and somehow they picked me. Do you still sing? I, I haven't seen any of your shows, but I mean, have you, you know, performed here in the Valley? Uh, I did a musical version of A Christmas Carol uh, a few years ago at uh, Desert Theater Works. Uh, that was the la- Oh, and I sang the national anthem twice at the Rancho Mirage Amphitheater, first at the inauguration of the amphitheater and then at another event. Well, I'm going to have to hire you for some of my events. Oh, I would love that. Send, send me. You know, a, I, I've done weddings. I'll do bar mitzvahs. I'll do whatever. <laughs> send me some music samples so we can we can promote you. Well, you can download my CD from iTunes. All right, I will do that. Is it just under um, Winston Gisica? Yes, it is. It's called On the Edge, and it's a it's a live show that I did in L.A. And it's just sort of my quirky takes on show tunes and pop songs. (laughs) So you heard that, everybody. We're talking with Winston Giesecke. He's an author, writer, and also an editor for The Desert Sun. Um, So a lot of your experience has been in television, in TV, or in in the movie industry. Um, You also spent two seasons working on the hit... ABC family series Wildfire. I'm not familiar right. with that. What kind of show was that? It was. It's the show I mentioned earlier about a girl who gets out of juvie and finds a job on a horse ranch 
it was kind of a lot along the lines of the OC, which was about a, a boy who gets out of juvie and goes to live with a rich family in Orange County, except this one was on a horse ranch. So they jokingly <laughs> referred to it as the OC biscuit. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but it was, it was a great show, and it was fun. And then um, you were uh, composing tantalizing copy for adult sites like Penthouse Online and Napoli Video. Well, when you work in TV, there's a lot of downtime. Like sometimes you show up at the office at 9 o'clock and you sit there for seven hours. So I thought, I need something else to do. So I got a job doing, and this was sort of at the forefront of this, but doing... Um, you know, email blasts. And I got a job with this company and he happened to have his leg into some adult companies. And while I was on downtime at the ABC family show, I would, you know, do these mailers. You know, imagine that, you know, adult film and TV industry being closely aligned. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sh I'm sure you, on some of the sets that you were working on, I'm sure you probably ran across some people that were probably doing a little bit of both. Probably. I was mostly in the office, though, so I didn't, I only went to the set once, and it was in Albuquerque for that show. So um, one of the things also that, you know, has been a big part of my life as far as a publication that I followed, um, you were hired as the managing editor of The Advocate. Yeah, that was fun. So at, at what point did, what year did you become the editor? Uh, that was, I was the managing editor. So that's, that's sort of the uh, person who wrangles everybody with their deadlines and makes sure that everybody gets their stuff in on time. I started that in December of 2010 and I stayed there for a couple of years until I moved to Germany. And then obviously I had to leave that job to do that. So when you went to Germany, then did you, were you a writer over there as well? Or did you, you know, sing? Well, I wasn't legally authorized to work in Germany, but there's a there's a, a German publishing company called Bruno Gemunder that I had received lots of their books and I was fans of their books and I knew they were based in Berlin. So my mother told me that if you want to get something done, you just have to tell everyone you meet. And I told everybody I wanted to work for this company in Berlin and somebody who came to my going away party in LA said, I know the owner of that company, I'll introduce you. So he introduced me and they just so happened to need, they needed a, a native English speaker. So I had a special skill that allowed them to hire me. Uh, and some of these titles are fantastic. Daddy Knows Best, Straight yeah. No More, Blowing Off Class, and Whipping Boys. Yeah, that one was, um, <laughs> that was special. <laughs> so at what point did you decide you wanted to write a book? Because one of the books that I wanted to talk about a little bit was, and I was at uh, Dog-Eared Books in San Francisco at 489 Castro Street, which used to be called a different light bookstore. And I was just browsing through books and like highlighted on one of the tables, I see your name on a book called Bang Like a Pork... Bang like a porn star, sex tips from the pros. Yeah. So how, how did that come about? <laughs> well, one of the things I did for the German publisher was copy edit all of their English language books because they, their books were primarily written in German and then translated to English. 
and a lot of times the translation was, you know, floppy. So my job was to rewrite the books and, and make them sound like they were written by a native English speaker. And a lot of these books were sex guides. And I was reading them, and they were just so German and in-your-face and not really American. And I said, these books aren't going to work for the American audience. And I complained long enough. They finally said, well, why don't you write a book, Mr. Smarty Pants? So I said, okay. And that's how it came about. So th- your book is available uh, on Amazon. It's in paperback. And I even got the price. It's eighteen fifty-four. if anybody wants to buy a copy of it. It's a great Christmas present, and it's available in English and German. Oh, there you go. We have any German speakers here, yeah. <laughs> well, I took German for two years in high school, but I didn't retain much of it. <laughs> well, apparently they had to cut 20% of the book out because German words are so much longer than English words. and In order to fit on the page count, they had to cut a bunch of the book out. Oh, uh, okay. Well, and one of my favorite uh, adult film stars is Boomer Banks, and he's on the cover. Yeah. Very handsome Latino man. He is. And he's a really good conversationalist, too. Yeah. Well, we were talking about that and how, you know, he is actually, you know, started a clothing line and he's he's really prolific in business. And, you know, I, I think that's one of the things that I can never understand how people degrade people who are in the sex working business or in the porn industry. You know, a lot of times these great entrepreneurs, you know, they're they have their own businesses. They're, you know, successful. And they're just like the rest of us. Yeah. And now with OnlyFans, anybody can be an entrepreneur in the sex world. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So how did you get to Palm Springs? Well, we were in Germany for two years, my husband and I, and we were there because he was working. Um, and when the two-year gig ended, we said, where do we want to go? Neither one of us wanted to go back to L.A. I'd lived in L.A. for 20-some years, and he said, well, you know, why don't you pick? So I just said, how about Palm Springs? It got down to the point where they were literally packing up our apartment, and we had to give them a destination city. So I just said Palm Springs, and it was kind of random. Well, and it's great that Palm Springs, you know, is so gay friendly, like what you experienced in Berlin. I mean, it's Berlin is one of the epic areas of the world for gay people. Yeah, it is. We're talking with Winston Giesecke, who is an author, a writer, and an editor for The Desert Sun. When we come back, we'll find out more about what's going on in his life and find out about his experiences with The Desert Sun. You're listening to The Jeff Hawker Show on iHub Radio. iHub Network reminds you, don't be a mask hole. Thanks. May tomorrow be a perfect day. May you find love and laughter along the way. 
May God keep you in his tender care till he brings us together again. May the sun shine deep within your heart when sorrows bring sadness and tears would start. May the that is Winston Giesecke. You are fantastic. Do you re- recognize that song? I don't. That's the closing theme from the Donnie and Marie show. Oh, is it? <laughs> that is great. So, yeah. Wow. What a great, great experience. Did you get, did, yeah, did no, you know really them? Fun. Did you get to meet him? Oh, no, no. I just, I was a big fan of that show when I was a kid and I, I had a, a Donnie and Marie record and that was on there and I've always liked it. So I, when I started performing, I just sort of put that in as my closing song and it kind of sucked. Well, it, it really suits your voice as well. Now oh, you, I, I didn't realize that you had sung with our Palm Springs Gaiman's Chorus, and then you've also done solo work with vocal harmonics and harmonic voices. Yeah, I, I did the chorus for one, sem- for one uh, half season, and, and I met you, but apparently I didn't make an impression on you. Um, <laughs> and I realized that I like singing, but I only like singing if... I'm in front. Uh, Well, (laughs) the the thing, it's hard though. I mean, to be a soloist is really hard. You have to have the confidence to do it. And I have, I have a great voice and I have the confidence to do it when I'm by myself, but I think I blend really well in the chorus, but I really, really, really would like to do some solo work. How, How did you get that courage to do it? You know, I've always sung. I just, it's something that I've always done. I, I was in choirs when I was a kid. I, I sang at school and I sang in other choirs. I was in a boys' choir that toured the United States for two seasons. And I just always sung and I've always sort of liked to be in front. So, yeah. That's a great Maybe thing. I'm not a team player. <laughs> uh, so since 2019, you've worked as the philanthropy and special sections editor at the Desert Sun, uh, where you cover nonprofits, fundraising, and people and organizations that give back to the Coachella Valley. Um, you've been a great inspiration to me. You are so on top of, you know, working with so many nonprofits. Give us give us an idea of sort of insight on how that all came about. Um, you know, there's just so much generosity in this valley, and there's so so many wealthy people who are not just wealthy but are also very generous. And the Desert Sun had uh, prior to the pandemic had the Desert Scene section, which was on Sundays, which might be the country's last you know social column as far as I know. And I just, apparently I was, you know, in the right place at the right time. I don't know. Yeah, I remember coming to a meeting and you you had all the writers there at at the Desert Sun. And actually since then, it kind of, we went into COVID and we weren't able to meet again. Because really what used to happen is every year everybody would get together, sometimes at Spencer's Restaurant, and everybody would powwow and get to know each other better. Um, But you've done a great job of taking something that um, 
could potentially have gone away and you have revived and even made it so much better. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. Well, and, and, and there's like a whole package that you guys do now where, you know, when, when there's a story, it goes online. Sometimes it's included in your e-blast and then it, it shows up in the print version, which, you know, then hits a lot of different people. Yeah, one of the things we wanted to do was just inspire people to, it, it doesn't matter how you give back, you can give back with your time, you can give back with a dollar, you can give back by, you know, doing something nice for somebody else. There are so many ways that, you know, and everybody can help. So it's not limited to, you know, wealthy people. And that's why we started the giving section, which is our Saturday section in the paper. And that highlights some of the small nonprofits and just individuals who are giving back. We have you know, have all kinds of stories of local people doing great things. So I, I feel very blessed that I get to put happy news in the newspaper. Well, and it was also brilliant that you changed it in that you write stories about things that are upcoming, because in the past, in the desert scene, it was always about events that already happened. And if you truly want to help a charity, that's how you do it, is promoting their events coming up. Right. Spread the word. Yeah. You know, and, and, and at some point, I would imagine when events start happening again, I would imagine Desert Scene will probably come back. That's the plan, yeah. So what's next for you? Um, well, I, I'm going on a world tour opening for J-Lo. No, I'm kidding. Um, I don't know. Uh, whatever comes my way, I tend to be very, you know, um, I've been very fortunate. It sounds like I've done a lot of strategic planning, but I really haven't. Things just sort of come my way, and I feel very blessed to get well, to do cool things. Well, and it's it, it, you're a lot like me. That, you know, it, you're passionate about what you do, whether it be singing or writing, you know, or being an editor for the paper. You really put all of yourself into it. Well, that's how you do it. <laughs> well, yeah, but not everybody does. You, you, you have a passion that, that most people don't have. And, you know, anytime that I've come to you, you've always been like, well, yeah, let's work it out. You know, you're a problem solver type of guy. Well, I, not to whack my own car, but I, I think one of my, my lucky skills is that I'm a big picture person and a detail person. And not everybody is both. Some people are one or the other. Very true. Um, it's been great having you on the show. When we get back into the studio, we'll have you here on the air um, face-to-face. Thank you, Winston, for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. We'll see you soon. Coming up on the John McMullen Show, Dr. Brian Hodgkins from the Desert Oasis Healthcare will give you updates on vaccinations and everything going on in their world at Desert Oasis Healthcare. You've been listening to The Jeff Hawker Show on iHub Radio. If you want to find out more about all the programming that's going on on iHub, you can go to iHubRadio.com. Always a pleasure having our listening audience around and, and being part of your lives. If you've got any ideas about guests that you'd like to hear on the show, you can always email me at jeff.hawker at iHubRadio.com. And uh, thanks for joining us today. We'll see you again next week for another edition of The Jeff Hawker Show on iHub Radio.